Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Real Talk. My name is David Steele. And I'm Eloaura Zeng. This actually was called Hollywood North, but we decided to rebrand it. You can find me on social media at David Caduto, at D Caduto on Instagram, and at Wannabe Rounder on Twitter. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if it's good afternoon, actually, David, because everyone is listening at a different time. So yeah, you know. it's it's evening. Good evening. He- hello to you. I don't know if it's good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is. I hope you're well. My name is Eloa, like I said. I'm a Brazilian journalist based here in Los Angeles. I work as an international correspondent, and it is such an honor to walk around this beautiful city. Although, David, I have to say that I'm kind of shocked with what's going on in the city. You know, like just yesterday I was walking around and there's so many homeless going on. It kind of reminded me like, like Sao Paulo a little bit. And then I come back home and I start, start watching all these crime shows and I feel kind of scared a little bit. And that gets into my mind, you know, what I, what I feel about those type of shows is that they can actually be true. That's why they get you right. Like, do you have a show that actually got you so hooked and kind of scared at the same time? Yeah. I mean, that, these kind of shows have been around, believe it or not, for almost 45 or 50 years. As far as one that got me hooked, I was a big Criminal Minds fan. I, I love, I'm all about the psyche and how these people actually, why these people do it. And then the those that actually try to stop. Criminal Minds for me, to answer your question, the Criminal Minds for me was the show. And I think it's still running. I think it's, it's like 18 seasons. Yeah. The cast has changed, but it's still, it's a tremendous show. And um, they actually were looking at one point, they were actually looking to do a spinoff. But Criminal Minds for me. And I have to say the one other one that I love, I own all of the DVD sets, is Dexter. Dexter for me was, I got turned on to Dexter and actually my buddy turned me on to it and I binged the first four seasons. You know, I, more recently, I really enjoyed Mayor of Easttown. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's quite I good. I but I heard great things about it. Yeah, it's quite it's quite fun. You know what I love about this show? It's just like, as the story unfolds, you're also a detective yourself, right? There's a lot going on. There's some sometimes some romance, some drama on the side, but you're also trying to figure it out the crime, you know, who killed the girl or who kidnapped the father or something like that. So that's something that really got us hooked is the who did it and why. So I feel like those crime show scripts are probably some of the hardest because we have an entire audience to surprise, you know, like it's not a boy meets girl kind of thing. It's not obvious, you know, and they are always written in a way that they want to frame that guy, right? So there's always the guy that is kind of a jerk and you're like, I'm sure it was him because he's such a, you know, such a pain in the ass and all that. And it's never that guy. So, you know, I feel like when writing the show, they have to be very creative because everyone else is also trying to point fingers and figure it out. And that's when we got hooked, you know? And I, yeah, I feel like that's why it's so successful. And honestly, I'm figuring out this is weird, but 
girls are usually the victims, right? Most of the times a girl is either assassinated or kidnapped or raped or something. But they're always the, they're also the biggest audience. I don't know if you've come across on social media, those memes saying, oh, I just want to go home and watch some crime show. And it's always a girl or something. So why do you think that happens? Why do you think girls who are usually the victims are so attracted to this kind of show? Because I think it's it's something that they're fans too. I mean, they're fans and they, and they just like us guys who are, I hate to say it, eight or nine times out of 10, the perpetrators, they're fans of this too. There are smart women out there. They, they love the psychology of it. They, they want to find out why the person is doing it. And it's not so much who's doing it, it's why they're doing it. And I think for I think for the female audience, it's it's why. It's for the male audience, it's you know, it's what. What are they doing? Or how they're doing it. So a couple things I brought I was just thinking about. Number one, I just downloaded this interesting game on my phone called Suspects, where you're actually trying to figure out who did this particular crime. And it was like, I was just playing one the other day and, and it was a murder of a 29 year old woman. And we were like four, so she went out for her birthday and she basically, she was drunk and she got to a taxi and the next thing you know, she was dropped off at a park and her body was found. Well, you're getting all these messages from all her friends at the same time. And you have all these emails to open, all these photos. So it's actually really cool who done it and it's based over time and you can you know this microtransaction so you can actually buy to fast forward but it's a really cool who done it um yeah and it's just it's today's crime drama the the syndicate not syndicate but the the whole genre itself is changed hold on hold on you just pointed out something that I want to know more about. You just said this whole genre. So you actually think crime shows is a genre because why I asked that some people would say the Dexter is not really a crime show. It can be a drama or it's a thriller or it's a horror movie or maybe, I mean, honestly, if you've seen the beautiful, uh, the secret of the eyes, Argentinian movie, so good. I mean, there's so much romance in that as well. So part of me is like, isn't it a little bit, a little bit of all? And it's like, do you think it's actually a genre? Well, then I guess the question has to be asked: What is a genre? Right. I mean, a genre is a, a subset of of. So, if drama is the genre, what's the subset of it? So, take comedies for example. You have dark comedies. That's part of a subset. You have romantic comedies. That's part of a subset. So to say it's a job, well, I mean, it, it might be because you have, well, think of everything you have. You have true crime, which is everything you see, you know, all these podcasts out there, you know, you have fictional television shows. You have, so you have different things inside of it. it it's, it's a touch-and-go type of thing. It, it can be, but it can't be. 
I think it depends on what you're actually watching. Is Dexter a crime show? Yeah, could be. Because you're trying to figure out who the killer is. You know, Dexter does kill people. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but, you know, so, yes, it can be. But I think it really depends on the show. I think Dexter is one of those shows you don't really go watch for the, the crime. You go to watch it for the story. And, I mean, we'll get into this later on in other podcasts, but for me, story is the number one, the number one thing. If you don't have a good story... I always feel like crimes in general are great stories because, well, especially when they're real, so they're already shocking, right? Like... Before TV, there was newspaper, right? So from Brazil, in Brazil, there was this very popular newspaper called Notícias Populares, which in English would be popular news. And there was a book written about it that it was the, the title in English would be Squeeze, then you can get blood out of it because it was so bloody with all those horrible stories. But it was very successful. And... Um, the book argues that we are actually fascinated by those stories. And it didn't start now. It's not something from, you know, modern society. I feel, I believe that we're drawn to that because, first of all, it reminds us of our own finitude, right? That we can die. We can be killed. Those things happen. So it's shocking. It's still shocking, you know? And yeah, so then and another interesting fact is that Different than in the United States. In Brazil, we only the only crime that go to popular jury that you have people judging is homicide. Mm -hmm. Not unintentional one. Just those who you wanted to, you know, the person wanted to kill. And why is that? Is because the law believes that is the only crime that you cannot say, I'll never do it. Yes. You can say I'm never gonna steal anything, I'm not gonna, you know, scam anyone. But you cannot ever say I'm not going to kill anyone because you have to put so many things in place. Like, what if someone has a gun and is coming after yeah. your mother? Like, of course you would yeah. shoot, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's why I like about crime movies. It makes us human in a way. It questions our, our own humanity, right? Have you ever caught yourself maybe cheering for the attacker because of the story? You know, even Dexter, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a perfect example is Dexter. I mean, you want him to kill the bad guy but he's not he's Dexter is not a bad guy himself and so you want to see him get away with it and I think that those are the best types of stories when you have an in hero so to speak and they can get away with it and you know so it, it's one of those things where it really depends on the story it depends on the character but so let me ask you this. What stories or crime television, and I know, I mean, movies do a whole other one on crime movies, but what television shows about crime really got to you? Or did you enjoy? What were your favorites? I think True Detective was a pretty good one. Some of them, at least, yeah. they are so long going. So they're pretty good. And now I think, the, the, like I said, I think the most recent one that comes to my mind is definitely Maravis Town because there are so many parallel narratives that I feel like is so, so soft and well written. You know, you have the and especially because it, it's different than what we're seeing. Like, I'm so done with seeing the 
you know, the the guy that drinks too much being the cop, the good cop, and he's like obsessed. No, we're talking about it like a little mid 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 aged woman who has a lesbian daughter. You know, like something so out of con like it's so different that we're seeing. So I like that. You know, I'm just tired of seeing all these men solving the crimes, you know, of yeah. of and I understand all that thing. So I like Miravista because of that. I feel like, yeah, things are different you know, now, you know? It's definitely a lot harder. And granted, that's an HBO show and that's you know, they have a lot more liberties. But I mean if you even go back to like the 50s and 60s, it was a lot more innocent back then. I mean, Columbo, for example, with Peter Falk. I mean, you know, the, the private eye trying to figure out uh, who done it. I mean, even in, even in the 70s, you had shows like Charlie's Angels, Chips. I mean, about two cops riding around, you know, the highway patrol, and then they stumble upon something and have to try and figure it out. Just, and it's interesting to watch the dynamic of how over the decades it's changed and how much more, harder is probably not the right word, but brutal. And I, I think that's where the stories go. And it's, it's one of those things where we've started to we've become more real in our stories and what you were talking about. And I think so... I mean, you go, I mean, I have a list here of, from the 70s, like, as I said, Chips, Columbo, Heart to Heart, Y50. These were all light crime shows. These weren't shows that, you know, I mean, hang 10 type of thing. So these weren't that tough, consider, you know, like a true detective where it's you know, completely different. Different how? I don't get it. Well, different they're able to show more blood. I mean, oh, usually... So you're talking about bloody, like how, yeah, how yeah, graphic I mean, it is. It graphic, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And so... Quentin Tarantino said hello, by the way. <laughs> hey, thank you, QT. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it's it's one of those things with... But see, the thing about well, Tarantino... But I also think, like, I feel like it, it's almost unfair to compare those because... Yes, we have more freedom nowadays too, but we also have more visual effects, you know, yeah. and, and things. So it's like back then, you know, like, yeah. So, you know, like we didn't have as many resources and, and even, you know, how makeup got more sophisticated. Yeah. So it's so much easier to create a, a wound or, you know, things yeah. like that. So I don't think it's only a matter of script, but also like technology evolved. And so yeah. did in movies too, you know? Yeah. I think Tarantino, though, and it's interesting you bring him up because he loves violence. He, Love he it. is gratuitous violence, but it, it helps the story. And there are, I mean, I'll just, it's kind of off the track, but The Suicide Squad, that movie that just came out from James Gunn, a lot of, a lot of gratuitous violence, but it worked with the story. Tarantino is one of those directors that loves his violence and but it, it it fits the story so he won't just put a body somewhere just because even though it may be gratuitous it has to fit into the story but you know 
So that means- I, I think I would argue against that too, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I feel it, like in some cases, yes, I agree with you. In some cases, and the violence adds more drama too, right? So you need that. You need because you also need like QB, right? You need to feel the hate that that woman is feeling to invest her entire life for revenge. So that violence, yeah, sometimes is. But sometimes I'm like, just the narrative itself, it's good enough, you know. Yeah, but absolutely. sometimes you get so angry that you just definitely want to see her, you know, splitting someone up open up so i don't know yeah yeah and you know as we got in so it's interesting because as we got into the 1980s it was a little bit more well graphic i mean the times i think a lot of it had to do with and we'll touch on this later is law and order i mean that is the perennial crime show it is the perennial crime show like 550 episodes. I know they just rebooted it a couple months ago. It was on for 21 years. But they were able to take stories, as they used to say, ripped right from the headlines, put a few twists on it, and put it on for an hour periodical. And so, but it's one of those things where it really depends, once again, on the story. What did you have any favorite uh, favorite probably not the right word. Did you have any shows like crime shows besides the one that you mentioned? Was there any other ones that you really like? I, I call it I call it appointment TV. The ones that you have to sit down to be able to watch on a weekly basis. Was there any show like that that was like a crime show that you Thriller. There was there was something that was really interesting that you guys had it here in US too, but I don't know the name of that, so you can help me out with this. Which is basically okay. like they would they would present you a story, a okay. crime show usually, and then the public had to decide the ending. So you would call. It's like okay. if you want this guy to be caught, you call this number. If you oh. want him to get away, you call. like that was really I- interesting, especially because you can like what the wrong did what the hell's wrong with people? Why are they choosing this ending, not that one? You know. I- I vaguely remember that. I, I don't. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, though. But I you guys had that, right? Yeah, yes. of course. It was very popular yeah. in the 90s or 1990s or I don't know, 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah. In Brazil was a hit. So those type of stories are good. And what I love about it is just like honestly, is a never-ending thing. But now, what I feel something that is important to notice is like crime shows are also different. We have now Inventing Anna, right? Which is a hit or or Tinder thriller, you know, like um, all those shows are crime shows. It doesn't ha- it doesn't mean that someone has to die. We're talking about real crime, being, you know. It can right? be white collar crime. Totally, like The Wolf of uh, Wall Street. Yes. That's also not a crime. I just, somebody actually made me sit down. I had never seen it. I had Whoa. never seen it. And I, I sat down a couple months ago and I watched it. Oh my God. There, it, 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 I don't know. I guess it holds the record for the most profanity. <laughs> I can see why anybody who's seen The Wolf of Wall Street knows. And by the way, that to me is probably Scorsese's sixth best film and that's just that that is just telling you something about his genius i mean if you're gonna rank him i mean he's one of the best directors in the last one of the things that i do worry about those things though is the fact that sometimes 
he can glorify the bad guy. So the Wolf oh, of Wall Street, right? He's he's a jerk. Oh, yeah. He scams people and he uses all his money to get girls and use drugs. So we shouldn't glorify. And I remember I saw that on the at the movie theater and I remember people are cheering for him, you know? And I'm like, dude, we have to be careful because so the way we operate is by kind of associating. If you have empathy, we tend to be lighter, right? Or we our, our judgment is compromised. That's why before you're going to try, if you're invited to try, if you have any connection with either that person or that crime, you cannot be part of it because you're going to be biased, right? You, we all know that. Absolutely. So we do have to be very careful on how we tell those stories because then we can start glorifying the bad guys and we can be cheering for the wrong. Like, no, this guy should go to jail. We shouldn't want him to get away with it and live the life we've always dreamt. The guy, you know, and I think that's something, and Scorsese, if you're ever listening to this, you failed in showing the lives of the people he might have destroyed because of that. Because it's a very one-sided, right? So then you don't, because then if you don't know, you don't feel it. But maybe someone bankrupt or someone's, you know, college plan. I I, I think that, I think that it wasn't about the end result there. It was just about telling the story. Yeah, well, yeah, but then the story is very light, right? It, it also feels it almost feels like an adventure, but then no, yeah. you don't, yeah, you just don't know how dangerous it is, you know, or yeah, how sad I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I know they have like, pretty sure they have like a lifetime movie or a movie of the week about them. I wouldn't be shocked in five years if we had a uh, Bernie Madoff film. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, it, it, what goes around comes around. Was huge, so yeah. and he, you know, I mean, he was getting more money than <laughs> Jordan did. So, but you know, I mean, that's it's white collar crime is one of those things that is just not talked about. It's just not because you're not hurting anyone, according to whomever it is. You're not hurting anyone. You're just taking money. If you can look at all of the, I mean, the big short, for example, white collar, everybody knew these, the housing market was going to go to crap, except this one guy, Christian yep. Bale played the lead character. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody between 2008 and 2010, they lost, you had millions of dollars lost. I mean, there were, there were AAA companies that were giving out fraudulent loans. With people that were getting kicked out of their homes, I mean, there were streets and streets and streets bankrupt, repossessed for sale because of the market at the time. But it was white collar; nobody was getting hurt, nobody died. So that makes well, no sense. Well, not directly, right? No, Maybe no, exactly. Like, but you understand yeah. my premise. Yeah, so, I do. Yeah, so it's one of those things, and you know, but so as crime dramas went as we got later into the 1980s and another even the 90s there were a couple other shows like homicide like on the street i i used to sit down and watch that with my brother i mean it was it was a it was a good it was a gritty show for the time and so they were i mean it didn't have any big stars on it but it was it was a gritty show and of course the one everybody loves I've only seen one episode, and that was the final one, which was The Sopranos. 
and how did you like Sopranos, it? I really couldn't put it into context. I mean, the whole dynasty, I got it, but it's been 20 years, but I didn't really understand it. I mean, I just, let me phrase that. I understood it, but I had, it's kind of, it's like watching, you had to watch it like the Godfather type of thing. Tony Soprano was his mafia boss, and he had this son and daughter, you know, he had to make sure everything was going well, and, you know, he had to keep things in line, maybe he whacked, had whacked a, a person he didn't want to, and, you know, so, but that was a huge, I mean, HBO, that was probably their best series. To, I mean, I won like two dozen well, Emmys over the time. I, I, I believe the audience backs you up. It's a very popular show, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those last shows that people, it was like Game of Thrones. People really tuned in and watched, I mean, and I don't know if you are, but I hated the last season of Game of Thrones. But it was one of those shows where week after week after week, the ratings just climbed and climbed and climbed. And so, but that was one of the last shows that was really on paper television that really, that really did well for HBO. Yeah. You know, and then of course, you know, you move forward and you had NYPD Blue and you had, but the big one that really started in the end of the 90s, which everybody watched, I don't know if you did or not, was CSI. Have you ever watched CSI? Very popular, yeah. Yeah, a few episodes here and there. How did, how did you like it? I mean... It was good. For me, it wasn't really different than anything. For me, it wasn't really different from any crime show. You know, like, it's just... Of course, it's entertaining and it gets you hooked because you definitely want to solve the problem. But for me, it's not really different than House, for instance. You know, Doctor, you know, House MD, like, you just want to know what happened. So it's, yeah. it's a human curiosity. I, I think the reason why CSI was so popular is because we got a different view of the crime. I mean, if, we ever, if you've ever watched crime shows, you're always looking at it from a law enforcement point of view where they have to go out what you were talking about. It's, you think it's this person, it turns out it's another suspect, it's another person that they bring to justice. And this was all in the laboratory. This was all for forensics. This was all science. So if somebody shot somebody and went that way and they did a trajectory and they found out, okay, this person had to be this tall and the other person had to be that tall. And it was more of, okay, and that narrowed the suspects down. And so as on a weekly basis, as they were able to figure it out, and there was also backstories, but they used science. And I think that was a major reason why there was a different approach to it. And of course, that had several different spinoffs, you know. So, and you know, even today, like I was saying, with, with Criminal Minds, I mean, that's that show's been on for I think like 15, 16 years, and it's still going strong. Or it's going to end up end its its season, you know, in the next year or two. So, you know, crime dramas, I. The reason why, one of the major reasons why they're so popular is because it can happen at any given time. It's, it's happening all the time. If you're, yeah, if you can see the news, you can definitely see that. It, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's an endless. Yeah. One thing that I do find it interesting is that whenever we have a crime show based on a true story, right? 
I always joke with my friends and like, I bet the parts that we think this cannot be true are the only ones that are actually true. You know, <laughs> you know, the, the most absurd parts is like, oh yeah, that actually happened. What was yeah. fake is maybe the romance on the side, but that part, you know, the violence and, and you know, the tragic of that, it's probably true. I mean, I've never thought about it, but try to just take any crime. It's like I was reading something the other day. Somebody got stabbed 22 times. Now, think about that for a minute. Do you know how hard it is to stab somebody 22 times? I mean, I can't the, the, force, I don't know. The, the force, forget about, I mean, it's rage and everything else. And it's adrenaline. I understand that. But <laughs> when, when you're talking about facts and you thought, you know, that are true, that are so outrageous, you go, how's a person do, well, whether it's anybody they want, do this to another person, but do this that, that many times to somebody. It's crazy. But those yeah. are the things, those are the details that are the most, sometimes they're the most important. And, you know, I mean, it could lead a motive and everything else. So, I mean, but one thing's for certain, we, we have a lot of crime shows on TV now. And that, you know, even though shows like this, I mean, I we didn't even get into a show that, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was called 24. And you want to talk about the crime show. This was about a, it was more of a federal thing, but Jack Bauer. But the, the key about that show was every single episode was only one hour of the day. That was a groundbreaking show for its time. Yes. It was a great format. I've yeah. actually, you know, John Kazar is, you know, he's done a lot of, he, he directed that show for several years before he went up into the Orville. That was one of the best shows on television just because of the story, but it was so unique. Every show that you, you know, every procedural you want to see, it was a murder in the beginning, and you had a finale, you know, you had somebody, a suspect in custody at the end. This was an ongoing thing. One hour, one hour, one hour. You were at the edge of your seat. So it was just, but yeah, so that, that ran for nine years they try to bring it back a couple times it didn't have the same success and you never do you never do just because that first time is always you know the most it's oh the it's most original no one ever saw yeah then it's just yeah, it's harder so, to I live mean, up to the expectation especially yeah. because then it's different time and it's different and it's different society. cast and everything yeah, else exactly. yeah and it's just it you know that's like law and order I mean, mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to Law & Order. The show's been on for almost 25 years. It doesn't have... Yeah, they brought back a couple people. But it's not the same. It, it just isn't the same. They got away with more things back then than they could today. <laughs> Insane. But I also too. feel like oh, at what point is our resistance to change? You know, like... I don't know, like whenever you have like a, a reboot or something similar to that, you're just like, ah, oh, you know, I prefer that actress or that actor, or I like more that thing or this thing. So then you're just very resistant to this. And some of us don't even give a chance, you know, like, I don't want to watch that. He doesn't have that person like, you know, like, oh, I no, understand I, what I'm talking about. So I, it's like, I, would, people, I feel like people are very resistant to that. And that's one of those shows where turnover was, I mean, you had a couple 
of actors and actresses. I mean, Stephen Hill, he actually holds the world record for like the most shows. Yeah, I think he's in, I want to say almost a thousand shows consecutively. Sam Watterson, he's 73 years old. He just came back. I mean, he did Law & Order for 20 years. You know, he was came on in the second season. It, for me, personally, it, didn't, it wasn't as good when he wasn't in the courtroom. So he was the ADA, and then when he got to be the DA, it just wasn't as good. I mean, and then the, the number of different police they brought in over the years. Joey Orbark, or Brendan Brad, or Anderson, it just... So the turnover was always there. But it's this... The story still is the same premise. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, it it really, it all depends on what you like. And of course. But, oh, yeah. So. There's so much of that. But one thing that I do think, too, is that crime shows allows, because they touch so many points, like we said before, it can be kind of a drama. It can mm-hmm. be almost an action movie, depending what we're talking about, or it can be more of a thriller, horror. I feel like it allows actors, actors and actresses to fully explore their potential, you know, more than maybe just a drama thing. I feel like those are really good script for you to stretch out your talent. Oh, definitely. Because you have a lot more time. You have, I mean, if the season's, let's say 15 episodes, you have a whole character. So, you know, if a character is in one place at one time, and then, you know, and it's always in the background, it's never in the forefront because you're trying to solve the crime, but then you see this character and what they're doing, or maybe it's a family thing, or maybe it's a monetary thing, money, or whatever it is, you get to see the arc of the character. So I agree with you. It's one of those things where you can, you know, Play the play the uh, play the role as differently as you want, and so you're obviously not in the same place where you were in the start as you are at the end of the season. And then it's an ongoing thing. I mean, if you're on a if you're on a show like The Law and Order for six seven seasons, you might get transferred to a different precinct. You might you know get married. You know how does that relate? You know, I mean, I can think of one off the top of my head. Law and Order SVU. His, I can't think of the character's name off the top of my head, but his, Christopher Malone, thank you. Uh, Christopher Malone's character, he was on there for 15 years. He was married, he had like three kids. I mean, you saw them all grow up, you know, and he went through divorce and then tried to get back in his life. And so you could see a serious character arc over all that time. It's not just a two hour thing. And that's a major difference between. Movie. But I feel like, yeah. But I feel like any series that are long enough, like even like uh, you know, The Crown now, it evolves. But what I think about the the crime show specifically is that it has a surprise element. I don't know if you if you've seen The Undoing with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. No, it's quite. Right. Yeah, I think it came up last year on HBO as well, and uh, okay. I. You know, we know they are both great art actors uh, already. Like, it's been proven. They've been around forever. There are no amateurs whatsoever. But I feel like Crime Show has the surprise element that really do, you know, allow you to explore your your ability, Mm. you know, in the drama scenario. So I feel like it's a great thing. And now we get to walk around 
the city. Like it's almost a crime show, huh? With all the situation yeah. we've been seeing here, yeah. it definitely feels like a a part for that. Yeah, it just it's one of those things where it's uh, actually Hugh Grant. It's Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah, I said yeah. Hugh Grant. Oh, okay. No, no. You brought up Nicole Kidman. We'll touch on this another time. But so the Oscars are coming up at the end of in a couple of weeks, and so. I have to sit down. I have to like. I'm gonna watch like four or five shows. The only reason when you said Nicole Kidman though, she's in a great movie with Javier Bardem, and it's on Amazon right now. If you have Amazon, go watch it. It's called Being the Ricardos, and she plays Lucy uh, Lucy Ball, and it's all about the first season, the first or second season of the I Love Lucy show. And how that show nearly got canceled a couple of times. And they were actually married. And you know, it was kind of rocky during their experiences and everything else. So, But yeah, Nicole Kidman is one of those actresses. And of course, she's an Oscar winner. The Hours. I think it was 2005, 2006. But yeah, so she's, she's an amazing actress that it really it doesn't get enough credit. Because there's so many good actresses out there but yeah so it's 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 one of those things where hopefully she gets her uh her due in a couple weeks we'll see but maybe we'll uh we'll talk about that another time okay so did you have any final closing thoughts about this episode or i feel like crime shows are evolving with us, so we're taking them more seriously. I think the script being more is getting more on point, and its success is undeniable. You know, yeah, that's I, what I, I think would. about it, and it's great, and it shows our humanity, and even the dark parts of it. I think you know it definitely speaks to the dark parts of us as well. So that's why we love it so much. I would echo those sentiments. So, any quick, so one of the things we're going to try and do at the end, uh, the tail end of every show is give you guys recommendations. Maybe a show or maybe a TV or maybe a movie that both of us have seen or one of us has seen that little known show or movie you should check out. Do you have any show off the top of your head that you want our listeners I would to love, check out? I, I always tell my friends to watch The Secret of the Eyes, the original one, not the one with Sandra Bullock because that was absurd. It got me so mad. Do not watch that one. Even though I love Sandra Bullock, do not waste your life on this. But watch the original one. It's good because when it was done, I couldn't get up at the chair. I was like, what? It just happened right here, you know? And I love movies. Like, it's like, it could, you cry, you laugh, and, 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 and you just, it's just so good. Go watch that. So it, it basically touched on every array of emotion that you had. Everything. That's why, yeah. That's why I think those are great. You know, you get you hooked because it's a crime and you want to know what what happened and how it happened and how they're going to catch the guy. It's so brilliant. You remember that movie? Have you seen it? Yeah, I think think it was what, 2006, I guess? I guess six or seven, right? Yeah. You actually got the Oscar, right? Best foreign movie. Yeah. That was amazing. And uh, it was great. Amazing. I think the one that I'm going to tell people to go check out, and I'm 
pretty sure it's on stream right now, and if it's not, you can find it on video on demand. Is and Jessica Chastain is actually a best best actress for this. Is Eyes for Tammy Faye. She I, I went to see this in theaters, and it wasn't that popular of a movie because you know for it, that that whole subject of all those years ago and whatever. But she was unbelievable. She carried the movie, and it I it's going to be close, but. You know, she's won a lot of awards this season. I think she's probably the dark horse to win the Oscar. And, I mean, she she could very easily take it home and beat out a Nicole Kidman and beat out an Olivia Spencer for the, the Lost Daughter. It was such a performance that a lot of people, you know, I mean, look, she got an Oscar nomination out of it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Crime shows and crime movies, they're usually great for actors. Yeah. Great. But, and and we'll touch on this another time, but Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield had a huge year. And that was just, if he didn't get nominated for Tick, Tick, Boom, he could have very easily gotten nominated for that. So, anyways, that's my recommendation, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. So, okay. On that note, we're going to end this one here, and next week we'll be back, and we will bring you a whole new take on something else. So, for Real Take, I'm David Steele. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm Eloaura Zaina. We'll see you next okay. week. Bye-bye.